Your secret spot online, hosted by the man who introduced New Yorkers to the world of online fishing, Mr. George Skaka. Hello and welcome everyone to a new issue of the New York Fishing Podcast. My name is George Skaka. This podcast is brought to you by your friends at NewYorkAngler.com, your secret spot online. These are New York anglers helping New York anglers, teaching New York anglers. We're all New York all the time. So before we start today's episode, which is going to be a goodie, I have our friend Flounder Joe who some of you uh, may be familiar with him that visit our website. If you don't know him, you definitely want to hear his story. He got through COVID. He's a great fisherman. He's fished a ton, and he's just starting to feel better, and it's uh, a good interview. I also have some time that I'll be spending with Billy the Greek, who soon will be my co-host on the show. We have to work out our social distancing and whatever other rules there are now in this crazy world of ours. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of big news. He'll be updating every single week his outlook for striped bass, whether that be uh, your best bet, where to go, what tide. Um, he'll give you all the information that he that you know he he'll tell you what he would do. He's not going to tell you where to go. That much I could tell you. There'll be no spot burning, but he will teach you uh, what to look at, what to think about, moon, tide, uh, time of year, water temperature, where the bait is. There's just so many things to consider and. Billy the Greek is truly a legend when it comes to striped bass fishing. And again, he will be my co-host and he will also have a special two to three minute segment during the week updating anglers on their best bet for striped bass. Um, I would like to mention uh, one thing. I mean, we can't ignore the fact that we're in the middle of this epidemic. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, Walking Dead. I don't know what to call it. It's, it's some crazy movie uh, that, that we're living right now. Uh, so it is there. It's prevalent. We all have to follow social distancing. Honestly, I don't know why they called it social distancing. I think they should have called it physical distancing, but... I don't know. I guess they don't want us to be social. Uh, But there are a lot of mixed signals that are coming out of the governor's office or from DEC. Not really DEC, and I can't blame anybody for anything. Uh, This is something that has never happened in the world ever before, ever. So, well, I mean, in the modern world. So there's a lot of things that are changing on the fly from uh, states opening to dates opening to what store you can open. But I do want to add my two cents here. And I have to question why the state is balking at opening fishing for boats for hire. And also the clarity on what we're allowed to do and how we're allowed to do it. It just isn't there. I mean, nobody really knows. And again, I get it. Fishing is probably not their top issue. But I do believe that the uh, fishing economy, I mean, when you put it all together, uh, there's a lot there. We contribute three over $3 billion to the New York State economy, recreational fishermen. So I would think that our representatives would be trying to uh, open the state back up in a way that would help get people outdoors. This is an island. We live on an island. I get it. You don't want a million people at the beach and, you know, you don't want the crowd. I get all that. And, And I agree that the social distancing is working and we need to keep and abide by the rules. But why is it now, now, this is the latest release that came out 
of the DEC. I'm not going to quote it. I don't have have it in front of me, but I am going to paraphrase that it basically stated, you know, uh, many marinas are open and more are being open. I found out uh, my marina, the Nessequa, will be opening on May 8th. But, you know, if you read the release, it's, it's kind of confusing in that it states you cannot take, you cannot share a car or a boat or a kayak or a bunch of other things to get to a boating site. And then it says that anglers can fish on boats provided, you know, they have their uh, social distancing. So many people took that as uh, you weren't allowed to ride with anyone to your boat that was not in your household. That's what it was. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. The person had to be in your household. So I was, I was so confused. I read it. I'm like, okay, so the person has to be in my household as I get to my boat. But when I get to my boat, anybody can get on the boat. And people disagreed with me. That's the way I read it. So I called the DEC, and in fact, I was correct that, like, I, I couldn't go with Billy or Flounder I, in the same vehicle to Nessequa and get on my boat and go fishing, but I can ask them to meet me there, and we can get on my boat and go fishing. Okay, think about that for a minute. So I can have anyone on my boat fishing as long as we're keeping social distance. They don't have to be a household member. They don't have to take a test. They don't have to do anything. Yet, for some reason, the charter boat fishery is closed and the party boat fishery. And it just doesn't make any sense. If we can fish, why can't they? A lot of these operations depend on the month of May. I know I've been in this business for 30 years, over 30 years. And I could tell you that charter boats and party boats rely on the month of May. May and June will probably break them even. And then they hope to make some money in July and August. This is not, uh, you don't see millionaire charter boat owners and party boat owners. I know guys that have operations with three, four boats. They have mortgages out. They cannot lose the month of May. They cannot lose it. So I say we're open, the recreational angler. Open up the charter boat fleet. Open up the party boat fleet. Put in your, you know, do it gradually, however you have to do it. But it just seems ridiculous. Ridiculous that you're going to keep people at the dock when they could go out and enjoy themselves on the water fishing, taking away that tons of stress, which we're all living right now. Every single one of us are living stress in one form or another. But why the hard stance against the charter and party boat industry? I saw a clip on Fox News this morning. Uh, regarding a letter that the RFA had sent in about this very issue. And they too wondered why we can't go fishing. Why wouldn't we try to get people outdoors? It just doesn't make sense. Okay, you can't have a party boat railed where everybody's elbow to elbow and shoulder to shoulder. I get that. So you got to put in some kind of whatever it is. You got to you got to work it out. You got to do it a little bit at a time. And, and I'm guessing that's what they plan on doing. But why wait? Why Wait, what you're going to end up with is stuffing more people on a regular boat than you should because these people can't get on a charter boat or a party boat. There are many people this time of year, 
as bad as this may sound, that go out and keep a striped bass every day and they slice that slice that baby up, fillet it, put it in the fridge. What better time than to allow people to go fishing, catch their food, bring their food home? You're gonna be employing the charter boat, the mate, the captain. Not to mention, again, you're going to be relieving the stress of anglers that have had cabin fever and, on, and they are in the middle of a pandemic and they are not set up to go fishing. They rely on getting on a charter boat and using that charter boat's tackle and using that charter boat's expertise to put him on top of the fish. And we're taking that away and we shouldn't i just and you know the whole thing's nuts let's think about it yesterday i went to lowe's this is no exaggeration i live in comac i went to lowe's uh over by costco uh down towards brentwood i I guess that's comac i'm not sure but anyway so i pull in the parking lot the parking lot was full It was, I'm not going to say it was totally full, but it was three quarters full. And there was no line. The store was wide open. I walked in, I had my mask, and it looked like a regular day. There were people everywhere. Everywhere. There was zero chance that you could social distance. Impossible, because when you're walking down an aisle and somebody's coming the other way, you're getting close to that person no matter what. But in the meantime, it's okay for these for, for these stores to be open to provide, you know, I guess they, they consider all these items essential. I mean, I could walk into a 7-Eleven. Do we need to have the 7-Eleven open? Do we need it? I mean, it's nice to have, but do we have to have it? I don't get it. I walk in there who God only knows how many people were in and out of there for the day. They don't have a limit. You just walk right in. Same thing with my local Dunkin' Donut. I was in the supermarket the other day. And while, yes, they're all clean and they're doing their best job, but it was packed. And in the meantime, you're worried about fishing and people on a boat getting this virus? You can make it so that they can fish. This You're hurting out, you're killing this industry. Yes, the restaurant industry is killed and there's many industries that are in trouble right now. Yes, there are, including the internet industry. A lot of people don't realize that. They think uh, the internet's making a billion dollars, but there's only a few companies really making money there. So we're all in the same boat, no pun intended. But please, please, Governor Cuomo, uh, hear our pleas and allow these people to open their businesses. They are going to lose their boats. They are providing a service for people that cannot get to fish that need to get out. Do you want them to go? You want everybody on the beach? Let's get people on boats again. And that's going to be my rant. I will tell you this. There is something in the works. Um, I I don't know where it's at. I can only say the feedback I'm hearing is the governor may open the upstate half uh, May 15th and then the charter and party boat fishery June 1st. Now, again, that's just, you know, from a friend of a friend, Uh, He's pretty reliable, but at least that's a thought now. But I hope that they would get together with New Jersey and Connecticut and let's open up this fishery so we can remind people what a beautiful island this is, get them out on the water, stop them from thinking about this pandemic, while at the same time getting our economy to move I mean, you think it a trickle down, you're going to stop, you got to get gas, you got to fix your tackle, you know, then you're going to stop in the morning, you're going to get your egg sandwich, a sandwich for lunch, you got to, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways we contribute 
to the economy. Let's get it going. There's no sense in waiting. That month, the month of May, could cost many charter and party boat businesses to be living on the edge. There aren't many companies and many businesses that can survive two to three months without any income whatsoever. I could tell you, I could never do that. And there aren't many that could. So please state, consider opening up the fishery. And now... Well, folks, we have a special guest this evening calling us live from Air Force One is the president, and he would like to discuss his thoughts on fishing. I'd like to congratulate you, George, on your return to the fishing scene. Your website is already the greatest fishing website in the history of fishing, and that's a long time. As you know, Jesus was a fisherman, and the podcast is Mr. great. Mr. President, being a past New Yorker, excuse me. have you... Excuse me. I'm trying to tell you that I won a fishing tournament while catching a world record. Well, I don't know what it was, but it was big. Really big. Maybe the biggest ever. Those fake news fishing sites will never tell you that. Don't forget, George, I was a New Yorker. And while I don't want to be a spot burner, there are bass to be caught near the Statue of Liberty right now. Please be sure to follow all CDC guidelines while enjoying the great sport of fishing. And God bless America. So, wow. I have been in this business for, I don't know, 30 years. And that happened the president listening to my show is just unbelievable. But, I mean, I know him well. We actually used uh, Air Force One a few times as a spotter plane for Bluefin. And, you know, he had naval ships going out, taking the fish. Anyway, Don and I are good friends. I expect to hear from him in the future. I Obviously, I, we're going to also hear from all different sides of the spectrum. It's not political. It's just a bunch of fun. But uh, Don is really a big fisherman, and um, it didn't surprise me that he caught the biggest fish ever. Well, our next guest, he may not be as good a fisherman as Don, but he's a pretty damn good fisherman himself. It's Billy the Greek. Uh, the legend himself, he's caught many big fish. He was catching fish when no one was catching fish. And he's going to give you somewhat of an update or an outlook or your best bet for this upcoming weekend, which should be good and a few days uh, before and after that. Thank you. Billy the Greek. We're on with Billy the Greek, the legend himself, and something tells me he's getting ready to bass fish over the next couple of days, or he probably has been, or if not, he knows where they are. He's here to give you some tips on what to expect this upcoming week and kind of your best bet. He's not going to spot burn, right, Bill? Yeah. How are you, George? All righty, brother. I'm good. So, uh... You're right, though. I have been out fishing. <laughs> yeah, I figured that. So you, yeah. you're surf fishing this time of year, right? Yeah. Well, you know, years ago, remember years ago, when it used to be May 8th was opening day, not April 15th. All the guys used to be on the beaches. They used to fish yeah. the blood worms, sand worms with the little floats. You, you don't see that too much anymore. But, yeah, that's how it used to be. Yeah. But today, today's world, I mean, they have a lot better ways to target fish, you know? So, like most of the new guys, uh, if, you, if you're really looking to find fish this time of year, you know, you need to fish, you need to fish small uh, baits, and especially like the little shad bodies, small bucktails, and you can cover a lot of water casting and you'll find them. You know, it's a lot better than bait fishing right now where the fish haven't locked off in a pattern for the most part, you know? But that's right. the idea. Once you start to find them, if I mean, there's a lot of guys that love bait fishing, and if you're a bait fisherman, you know, standing around with a rod in the cold is kind of tough. So usually, it's worth finding the fish first, and then you can go target them with the bait if you want. Right. I would, I would say you'd be way better off now using a lot of them small baits 
they're much more, you know, much more efficient for these size fish too. Right. So this time of year, I mean, you're not really worried. We're, we're past worried about water temp, right? So what is your, uh, I mean, I know it's a whole mixture of tide and moon and wind and all kinds of stuff, but uh, what do you like fishing the most in the spring? Incoming, outgoing, or obviously it's probably different in different spots. Well, well, yeah. Well, let's go over some of the spots so that we, you know, the, your basic fisherman understands the difference. Like, if you're in a bay area, like on the North Shore, and especially if you have like, a, you know, up in the back of the bays where the mud is, that warms up with the heat of the day. So as the tide starts to go out, it brings warmer water further and further into the bay or, or into the harbor. Right. You know? So, so normally, as a rule, you need the water to warm up. So early morning normally won't be as good as later when the water warms up. So especially, I like it when the water warms up all day and starts, you know, toward, just toward dusk or into, into dark. Yeah. Because you know, then the water's at its warmest and the night's warm. But that's my preference. But you want warmer water because the, the incoming tide will bring colder water. So right. You can, you can get away with the beginning of the incoming after the outgoing poured all the warm water back into the harbor and the bay. And then, you know, as the incoming comes in, it'll take a little while to cool off. So maybe the first couple hours that you... You got a good shot there too, you know. Yeah. South Shore beaches would be South Shore beaches could be in or out. I prefer out, but I've caught a lot of fish on incoming even at this time of year. So, you know, because it's ocean water is about the same. You're not going to get a dramatic temperature change. Yeah, I, I, I like see they're catching. Uh, I saw Paul Peluso and a few other guys. I, you know, had some some fish there on the, on the beach. Down, he's usually fishing down by Mauritius. Yeah, um, oh, so, there's fish around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see Mohawk, and I'm kind of in, in, you know, Jamaica. Well, Jamaica Bay, Raritan yeah, Bay. There's that, good that fish, there's some good fish around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Staten Island a week or so ago had a good run of good sized fish. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, can't yeah, keep any over that, uh, 35 this year. Yeah, you can't keep nothing big. But, no. but I mean, this time of year, you know, you rarely run into. You're not going to run into schools of big fish. There's there's a lot of little fish and there's a handful of, uh, of bigger fish mixed in. You know, you get some of them North Shore fish on the Western Sound. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, a little run of big fish will come past you maybe on the beach. But it's not going to be a bite. It's not going to stay for days. You know, it's just you're there at the right time. You might get a couple of decent fish. Right. But pretty much it's smaller fish. So, you know, if you're going to target them, the small bait, the small swim baits, boy, they, they work real good. And if you crush the bob, you don't do as much down here. I have noticed that a lot of these guys that are fishing, and there's no need to fish a bob, and I've been talking about this for a bit now. You know, these little fish, they, it does a lot of damage to them. You know, it's much right. better if you brush it down or grind it off. And I mean, you let them go anyways, not keeping them. So. Yeah. They're almost tough to drop. You know, yeah, that's one thing about he, a bass. The hook yeah. usually doesn't fall out of its mouth. No, <laughs> you know? that's what I'm saying. So, you know, kind of, unless you like really pump the rod and drop the tip 10 feet, you're probably not going to lose. Right, right. So, but we, so you're liking artificials this time of year and because, you know, you're expecting, you may get a slot fish, a couple 28s here and there. Yeah, um, you might get some nice weak fish too. You know, fishing on small swim baits, you get weak fish. So this mud, you know, our area has weak fish in the bay right now. So. In Great South Bay or your over Great to South, the west? Yeah, yeah, Great South Bay. Yeah. So down by Hexer, they're catching fish already. Yeah, they're starting to pick away at them. There's a, there's been a few fish taken already. You know, so I won't, I won't, I won't tell everybody where it is. You got to go out and find your own fish. But you know, there's fish around. So if you go look, you find them. If you fish for weak fish, you'll know where to go. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. I mean, you know, I'm the uh, New York State Advisor uh, for Weak Fish, and uh, it's like nobody even wants to talk about it anymore because they never they they're not seeing them. But I, last year, I saw kind of a comeback. I mean, not serious, but there seemed to be more weak fish around. You know, hopefully, yeah. uh, it'll it'll get better and better. Uh, but, well, they seem to start like that. Like the weak fish I've noticed in my lifetime, they come in spurts. Right, you know? right. Every once in a while, they'll come in big spurts. But normally, it's a, it's like a lot, it's a build. Like when you go back into like the early two thousands, we, we were on the, the bridge systems over in, in you know the Jones Beach area, and and we didn't have those big weak fish like we had in the eighties and the seventies. But we ran into first. They started off small, and they were they were like 
you know, two to three pound fish, and they went by three to five pound fish, a couple of eight pound fish mixed in over a couple of years. You know what I mean? And the bite got better and better with more and more fish every year. And then they disappeared again. They've been doing that a lot, you know? So yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. One time I bumped into, I was, we were outside uh, Mauritius Inlet and we saw some birds work and we go over and it's all like five to, I'm going to say eight pounds uh, was the yeah. biggest week fish. And one of the guys we were with, he's, we were in a pretty, uh, like a 34 foot boat and you know, you kind of had to walk the fish up, you know, you had to grab the line yeah. and pull the fish up. <laughs> this guy tries to pick the fish up with the rod and the bucktail comes out of the fish and sticks in his face under his eye. Oh. And I look at him and he goes, how bad is it? I go, well, before you go to take it out, do me a favor and reset the boat so he can take another trip while you're working on it. <laughs> yeah, he came out looking like he fought Mike Tyson. He was all black and blue. And, yeah, you got to be careful with this. Man. That was the last time I caught a big fish, uh, a, a decent, had a decent run of weak fish. I mean, it, they, it was crazy, but. Uh, big weak fish, the real big weak fish are a lot of fun, you know? Oh, yeah. Like in 1986, remember the big Arthur Smith tournament? Oh, yeah. Tournament? Oh, yeah. Well, we were in that, and we were going, in those days, I was out at Rockwood. We were going past the tin can grounds over there. There was acres of bunker, and they were being fed on that fish, my friend. And, and uh, we stopped, and we didn't realize at first they were, they were huge weak fish. They were like, they averaged 14 to 16 pounds. Enormous weak fish. So you were fishing... I, I'm going to say like around uh, Crazy Charlie's and then you went up into, yeah. okay, I know exactly yeah, where so you we, were. We, when we ran into these and we realized they were giant weak fish, we hadn't seen weak fish in years, you know what I mean? And, and I said to my buddy, I said, what do you want to do? Because we were in the tournament, you know, we paid 250 bucks to get in the tournament. He's like, the hell is the tournament? Let's catch these weak fish. And we did. We paid their own name, we caught them. You know? <laughs> but they, they were big weak fish. I mean, we had weak fish. Yeah. The biggest one we had that day was 17 pound plus fish. Oh you know? my God. So that, that was pretty wild. Those are huge weak fish. Oh, uh, that's, that's really, yeah. really funny. Really funny. Yep. So, all right. So folks this weekend, uh, it's going to be gorgeous out from what we hear. looks like the wind's going to lay down and, uh, you know, get in on it. I know, uh, the fluke fishery opens up in a couple of days. So, uh, hopefully yeah, next week. Good. Yeah. Hopefully next week. We'll hopefully have. we can all get out there and fish. <laughs> oh my God. You know, that new rule I was listening to, I don't, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if it, it's correct, but it was, I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was telling me that you can't fish with someone on a boat unless you have the same address here in New York. No, no, yeah. listen, I kind of straightened that out at the beginning of this podcast, uh, but I'll go over it one more time because it is confusing. Because, But if you read the rule, it okay. says that you cannot go to your boating or fishing spot you can't share your car or a boat with anyone outside your household. But if you meet people at your boat, they can come on your boat. And it oh, sounds... So they drive privately and you can go on the boat. Right. I called the DEC and I asked them. And they said, they go, well, you need to keep social distancing on the boat. And I was specific. And I was like, look, do I need to have someone from my household on the boat? Sounds a little ridiculous. And they're like, no, but you're not supposed to travel with someone that's not in your household. So, I mean, you know, splitting hairs. I get that fishing's not the biggest thing on their mind right now, but, you know, it is confusing. It's, it's totally confusing. And, you know, I, I don't think they should have the charter and party boat shut down either, but... <laughs> Anyway, uh, Billy, you, you're going to be a regular, and uh, each week we're gonna we'll do an update, and uh, you're going to co-host the show with me as soon as we're able to uh, figure out this social distancing uh, thing. <laughs> That'll and, be nice. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. So we'll be taking callers, and uh, we'll we'll be doing a lot of stuff. So, but but here yeah, to get a little to get a little serious about guys this time of year that. Like especially the guys that are fairly new to this and, mm -hmm. and don't know how to target fish, I would I would recommend using 
small lures, and I mean small, like in the, me personally, I, I love like quarter ounce to half ounce little jigs with little uh, shad bodies on them. And just, and color's not that relevant. You can use whatever you like. You know, you can use white or what different color. But, you know, just keep moving and keep casting and don't reel fast. Keep it slow and keep it deep, usually. You know, so. But you don't want to bounce in the bottom. No, you don't want to hit the bottom, but you don't want to reel it real fast. Because these fish, the water's still a little cold. Fish aren't as prone to chase fast. I mean, little fish are more aggressive, and they'll chase more than the bigger fish will. But still, it's a little slower retrieve than normal. You know, and, and. and just switch around until you, until you find your fish. You know, if you like that, the little bucktails work real good. And if you're going to use a pork grind or a trailer or whatever, keep it small. You know, mm-hmm. a little, a little twist of tail will work nice. If you normally use, say, a four-inch pork grind, cut it down to two-inch pork grind. You know, mm-hmm. smaller is good this time of year. And and, uh, and try to cover a lot of water and fish different spots. You know, these little bass are very aggressive. When they're feeding, you, you should get one on the very first cast. So if you're in an area and you cast 10 or 15 times, move you know, right. until you find them. Right. That, that's the key to this. Because these fish are there to, if they're there to feed and eat, they're going to hit you right away. So you don't need to stay in the spot for an hour, you know. Yeah. Five, 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 six minutes, move. Five, six minutes, move. Especially if you're on shore. You know, and move move around a lot, and, and you'll have a much better chance of catching some fish. And have a good time, you know, and try to try to see, like, keep track of what you're doing. You know, you, you might notice that as the sun gets a little higher, water warms up a little, you start to catch more fish. So if that's your case, then there's no need to go out at 5 o'clock in the morning and go out at 9, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've all learned that uh, you yeah. don't have to fish nine hours when they're only snapping for two or three. So, uh, yeah. you know, you just got to figure out that two or three. Well, look, that's yeah. uh, those are great tips. Great tips. And, uh, you know, get them ready because uh, we're going to have, I'm going to make sure we have one from you each and every week. And I, uh, Yeah. And I'm looking forward to this. And, uh, I, you know, I appreciate your input. I'm sure our listeners do also. I, I get nothing but great feedback uh, from, from your interviews. I guess they don't know you that well. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Billy, look. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, um, it's, you know, great having you here. And... I can't wait to we're able to uh, actually my marina opens November 8th so I'll be in and we can drive there together but well then again maybe you could if you want to jump in the back of the, the bed of the truck that might yeah. be at six feet <laughs> and uh, but when we get there we could fish so uh, so that's what we'll do great all right until next week always a Billy. pleasure George yep Billy the Greek, the legend himself. Thank again. Thanks again, my friend. Thank you. You have a pretty good fishery going on right now for striped bass. Many of those fish are short. Many of those fish must be released. According to our fisheries uh, managers and scientists, a lot of these fish that we catch and release die. One out of ten. Uh, the number's been debated, but let's just say roughly one out of 10 striped bass that you release are not going to make it. So obviously, there's, you know, different ways you're going to catch bass. You're going to catch them on bait. You could gut hook them. Uh, you're going to catch them on plugs that might have nine treble hooks. So when you're fishing for schoolies, I mean, you might want to consider crushing the barbs on the hooks, on those plugs to make it easier. I mean, we all know what it's about. You get one out, next thing you know, there's another hook in there. So that can't be very good for the fish. So you might want to consider that. Um, You might want to consider making the switch to circle hooks when it comes to bait fishing next year. That will be law. I'm not sure if that's live bait or chunk bait or dead bait or or what. It's probably going to be all bait. Uh, so you may want to start employing the circle hook uh, pattern now. That definitely will cut back on the mortality rate of these smaller fish, which we are returning. 
I should probably mention now that the regulations are in place. Uh, you are allowed a slot fish for the first time ever in the state of New York. We have a slot fish for striped bass for recreational fishermen. And that fish is between 28 and 35 inches. So if you catch a fish over 35 inches or 35 inches and over, you must release that fish. Uh, if you get a fish between 28 and 35, you can take it home to eat if you like. But if you're going to release it, try and take a little bit of care. If you got some gut hooked and, and it looks easy that you could get it out because you know those bass, they got those big mounds. You could reach in there and get that hook out. A lot of times that does stress the fish. But I found that if you work the fish a little bit, I mean, it may take five, ten minutes, which is hard to do during a a big bite, but if you're trying to, if you're truly trying to save that fish, work at it, work, work it at the side of the boat, try and get some oxygen in the gills, moving it back and forth. Uh, you'll know when that fish is ready to go. She or he kind of bites down on your thumb and holds on to you uh, for a few seconds, and you just keep swinging them, and you know eventually that fish is going to swim away if you do the right thing and take that extra step. I would love to be able to cut down on the number of fish which our managers are finding that are dying after we, we release them. If we do not get to the bottom of this problem, we are going to continue to see more restrictions, different restrictions. You know, now that they open the circle hook as a mandatory uh, for bait fishing for striped bass, they can pretty much limit you to anything. Your plugs may be coming with one hook soon. Who knows? Uh, but take your time. Work the fish. If you're going to eat that fish, eat it. If it looks to you like there's nothing you can do to save that fish and it's in the legal slot size, just throw it in the cooler because it is an excellent eating fish. And remember, folks, while we all try to save as many fish as we can, the true conservationists, anyhow, um, and we stay within the law, you know, we should be in good shape. This fishery should come back and it should return. I, I have to admit, I'm a little skeptical over the slot fish. I, I know a lot of you younger guys are, uh, you know, pretty excited about having a slot. I don't know. Last time we raised it to 36 inches and boy, that fishery came back strong. And I'm a believer in uh, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But we're trying a new method. This will allow people to bring some more fish home to eat. Uh, but again, take your time in releasing your fish. Uh, try not to gut them. If you're going to be using bait, I do urge circle hooks. It's going to be the lawn next year anyhow. And let's do all that we can to conserve this fishery and you know, show our managers that we care. Um, I'm not a big, I don't think it's like a huge deal when you drag a fish out on the sand. I mean, there's a lot of people online, which I see, you know, on Facebook and all over that are taken a little too far. You know, I hear while you're holding the fish sideways, upside down, that's not natural. Well, how does the fish swim up? If it's not natural for the fish to point up, I don't get it. How does it get from the bottom to the top? So I think if you take your time, you be careful with the fish, get your pictures as soon as you can, and get them back in the water. But don't be afraid to take a, a photo with a fish. And you guys that are always screaming about, oh, just let them go. And I mean, isn't it enough that we are just letting them go? I mean, someone catches a fish of a lifetime, they're not allowed even to take a photo with it anymore. So, look, I am a conservationist. I'm not a fish hugger, 
If I were, I mean, the best thing for fish would be no fishing at all. Let's face it. I don't think any of us want that. So please just try and work a little bit harder on the releases. Uh, and you guys in the surf, try not to do those, you know, flippity doodah releases. Uh, let those fish go nice so that they can swim away. And you guys on the boats too. Uh, it's not a diving contest when you're, uh, when you're releasing a striped bass. So do your best. Uh, try not to allow the fish to, to hit the deck. That definitely isn't good for it. Um, but take care of the fish. Take a little bit more time. And who knows? I mean, they claimed we killed, I don't know, 24 million fish or 24 million pounds of fish uh, that we released. Hopefully we could cut that number in half or maybe even more as we learn how to release these fish correctly. Next up, everyone, is one of our very own Flounder Joe. Uh, Joe is a visitor over at NewYorkAngler.com, not just a visitor, he's a user, a member, a contributor. He gives a lot of tips and tricks, and he's also open to take private messages and help anybody out in any way they can. Um, we're speaking uh, with Joe here today. Uh, you know, again, this is over the phone, especially in his case, as he's just getting over battling COVID-19. All right, so All right. I have Flounder Joe on the line. You folks may know him from New York Angler. He has contributed a lot. He's a heck of a fisherman. Uh, turns out we have a uh, mutual connection, which I'll talk about in a moment. But uh, uh, Flounder Joe is also a, the member who is dealing with COVID and uh, Joe, why don't you bring us up to speed on how you're doing and, you know, what your thoughts are about opening up the fishery or going fishing or, you know, how are you? First of all, how are you feeling? Okay. You know, uh, I got the good news yesterday, late yesterday afternoon, early evening. Uh, after getting checked out yesterday, I've got this thing beat. That's great. Time being, I don't think none of us will have it beat yet. Uh, I would really like to, at the bottom of my heart like to thank all the members of the New York Angler uh, about a week ago I wrote up an article about how careful I wish everybody would be don't be stupid and I was careful I wasn't stupid trust me yeah we get more social distance than most of us fishermen the way we carry on especially when you fish at night and you're in you know, the daytime I'm fly fishing in the stream so by myself and it's been stuck in anyway, you know, and uh, it was a rough two weeks. Uh, I got through it. Your well wishes, all the members' well wishes that I received and get well soon and hang in there and eat this thing. And it really did help. Uh, yeah. It makes you really feel good, you know what I mean? And, uh, like, again, I can't thank you guys and you gals uh, enough for those well-wishing thoughts, and I just wanted to put a couple of words to you that I'm doing okay. Today I'm allowed out in public, and even though it's blowing a gale out of the southeast, I'm pretty sure I know where to hide out of it. But uh, So wait a minute. Thank you so much again. Thanks to all the members of New York. Angler, thank you, George. Uh, it's just keeping our thoughts, all the poor souls that we've lost. And uh, like yesterday, watching the news, which is a horrible thing to do when Yesterday was a good day. We only lost by 330 New York. Now, how can that ever be a good day? You know, it's a better day. It's not a good day. Keep them all in our thoughts, you know, because my biggest fear was going to be ending up on a ventilator in a hospital and leaving this world all alone, like all these poor souls. Well. And other than that, George, thanks for giving me a whole call and keeping in touch. And, uh, well, you know, uh, I go to, you know, you, saying, go ahead, I'm okay. sorry. No, I've been I'm, saying for you, you know, some fish, you know, some people go to church to pray. I go fishing to talk to God. And I'm not too religious, but I think he listens. Well, I tell you, I've, I pray to God a lot to catch fish. 
<laughs> God, just give me one more. Just give me that big one, God. Being grounded. Yeah. 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 So uh, why don't you um, uh, let the folks know a little bit about your fishing experience? I mean, it's, it's hard to, I mean, I could tell, and now I know, you know, you you fish as much, if not more than, you know, you're in that top two, three percent. And, uh, you know, most people don't know that because you keep a low key. But yeah, I, I read a little something uh, online about, uh, you know, a lot of people, they run out, they catch a trout right after the right after the stock and. You know, after the first few days, the fish are gone, and they get smart, and uh, and most people give up at that point. But that t- to you, that's your biggest opportunity. That's when I start fishing. You know, yeah. I really don't. I really don't. You put it this way: I've been a fisheries volunteer, helping the DEC for a better part of close to thirty years now, helping them with the stockings and all. And after a while, they just livestock you know they're fishing a bucket you know yeah. i kind of yeah. wish that new york would do it with some states around the school which is stock the fish and close the season down for at least a week right you know what i mean let them set but up somewhere yeah 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 everybody can catch fish in a blitz you know and to me you know even like i said i think i wrote when i wrote that article even even a bluefish blitz to me the old thing the good old fish and bluefish blitz they're only fun for like 20 minutes. You know? Oh, yeah. Forget it. But then, first of all, you get tired or you lost too much tackle or uh, <laughs> there's too much <laughs> blood all over your boat, you know. <laughs> one one of those. Maybe it's because, you know, we go so hard to try to beat this little pea-sized plane that these fish have. Right. A lot of times they beat us, you know. And when, when those stock fish become trout, that's what I say. I give them like, after three days, they stop becoming trout. After a week, they're trout, you know. Right. uh, You you just got to try to beat their little brains. So you think they they smarten up that quick, huh? Yeah, no, it it don't take them long. It only takes them like two minutes to start feeding outside of the truck. Mm -hmm. And when that food base is gone, they don't don't, don't last forever. It's a put-and-take fishery uh, in most of the ponds. But after they realize... You know, not everything that they eat flashes or chartreuse or bright orange, and they start feeding on a natural food base, and they get tough, pretty, get pretty tough to catch. You know, that's when you got to start, you know, using different things and different tactics. Fly fishing. I'm, I fly fish to relax, believe it or not. Talk about it. When I want to relax and get away from things, I go into my room, my car flies. That's what I've been doing the last couple of nights, you know, getting get over it. And then I fly fish to get away from it all. That's my zen. That's great. That's great. You keep yourself busy. Yeah, and, that's uh, my outlet. Yeah, when do, when do you plan? I, I, I'm sure when you were saying, yeah, I'm looking out the window and I see the trees blowing and I'm like, okay, right. he must be talking it's about morning, some yeah. spot, you know, some river well, somewhere. I to be in a North Shore Harbor. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, tonight's going to be striped bass in the North Shore Harbor. You know, playing with these little stoolies that are, seem to be everywhere. It used to take them. It used to take them a good two weeks to get from Hudson River out far east, and they're probably out by Orient already. Yeah, you think they made it that far, huh? So they must be in the back you know, of the Nesquik. I'm sure, by the North Many years ago, I found because of a strong. You know what I mean? We were like stuck in a blowing gale, and where the hell can we go hide? And, yeah, I have look, I'm I know there's a lot of people believe in spot burning, but I'm sorry. And, and I'm sure yeah, I, that there's truth to it to some extent. But unless oh, yeah, you know what you're doing, you're not gonna catch anyhow. I I've yeah. Fish next to boats told them exactly what to do, and I yeah. caught eight fish, and they didn't have one all night, you know. So, um, and they were right next yeah. to me. Um, 
but they didn't have the technique down. So a lot of people think, oh, tell me where they are, so I'll go get them. Uh, Maybe with bluefin, that's true, but, uh, you know, not always the case, especially with striped bass, you know. Yeah, with striped bass, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's a big glory fish in a decade, you know, and actually catch up like that, all right, so look, we're going to be closing this segment out soon. So I, I want okay. to ask you this. Um, what do you think about this upcoming weekend? Tides, you get, you've got some warm weather coming in. Um, I know you just mentioned the North Shore Bays. Is, is that what you think you'd be concentrating on? Or would you be on a boat? or? Uh, you know, I would be careful going anywhere to begin with. Uh, I'd like to get a couple of flounders in just to say we did that. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The extinct flounder, you still catch him? Yeah, flounder. Pseudoprenectus americanus, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's still isolated pods of them. You know what I mean? If I got the right outgoing size, I'm sure these last couple of days cool things down a little bit again. So now is that in the sound? Uh, Yes, it probably will be in a eastern sound in a creek somewhere oh okay yeah that makes sense that makes and sense we keep, keep a boat out in manitoc me and my brother oh okay so, you know something to do you know so what are you putting what are you, on being six feet away from each other and put it this way you know fishing's fishing but it ain't i realized many years ago i don't go fishing to catch fish yeah to quote an author, Robert Roth. Yeah, yeah. But you do yeah, catch a lot of fish. I, I, I know that for a fact. Yeah, so. the best thing about fishing and hunting is thinking about going, coming back and talking about it when you're done. And the actual act of doing it is what dreams are. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree. I Look, Joey, I want to definitely have you on more often. And uh, so you're thinking... North Shore for schoolies, like uh, I guess some type weekend, of artificial. And if on a weekend the sun's supposed to come out, you know, if the sun comes out, I mean, you get a decent shot at getting some flounders. I mean, you know, you're not gonna good old days feed the neighbors with them, but you might scratch up two of them for yourself. Yeah, and you're fishing. You know what I mean? It's just fishing. fishing. You know, yeah. the biggest problem now is actually acquiring bait. You know, and we got that covered already because you know, give me the day before and I'll go scratch up some bank muscles. Right, you know, right. We need this time of the year, you know, worms to go to make a phone call. And uh, just to get out and enjoy what we got, you know, Jesus Christ, you know. In the last couple of two weeks, you realize just how uh, precious this little hobby of ours that we do really is. Yeah. Well, look, we're all happy speaking for myself and uh, and I'm sure all your friends here at uh, New York Angler. We're glad you're doing better and that you'll be back out on the hunt. And I'm going to say we do this quite often. You keep us uh, updated on 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 your thoughts about the upcoming fishery for the weekends. Sure thing, George. All right, brother. You take care of yourself. And, uh, Thank you for me online so much. Thank and, you, George. Yes. And uh, we do have a bunch of good people over there at the Angler, and that's yeah, what that's what we want to be. Say, I, I was thinking about something the other day real quick, George. I seen a sign once. I think it was in a restaurant that said, there's no strangers here, just friends we haven't met yet. And... Uh, that's how I feel about the group that you have on NewYorkAngler.com. Well, that's great. I'm really glad to hear that. So, look, you get better. And uh, anytime you're going to give your brother Al, who lives across the street from me, any kind of fish or filet, if you have anything extra, I'm here. So don't forget about me, my, my friend. Hopefully things will be normal. We'll be able to sit down uh, together and do an interview. So, well, look, thanks again. All right, thanks. All right. So, folks, this is another episode of Barb and George where we talk a little bit about 
uh, what it's like to be married to a crazy fisherman, especially in this COVID-19 times. What do you got to say, Barb? Help me make it through the night. <laughs> very, very funny. Well, you, know, you guys, as you know, it's been like six weeks and we've all been together. And boy, have we been together. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? I, I, I really enjoy all this time together and just looking at the boats, sitting in the driveway. Yeah, no, it's been nice. You know, as you know, we're always together, but uh, it's just, you know, laws all over the place and fishing <laughs> stuff all over the place. I just want my house back, you know? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So you want me fishing. Oh, I definitely want you fishing. Please open up um, all the docks and uh, ramps. All of them. Please open it. Please, please. But whoever you are and whoever can dis- make that decision, please make the decision. Please. That's true. And let's not forget there are people that do rely on us for a living. So yes, yes. Including you, please, it sounds like. Yes. Please open the bait and tackle shops and... Um, Charter boats. All the charter boats and all the people who uh, do rely on uh, that for income. And yes, please, please help them. <laughs> yeah, helping you by helping them. Yes, definitely. Uh, yes. Okay, well, folks, we're going to keep it short this week because I think we all know what it's about. We all, uh, all tensions are running high. Not that they're running high here. Oh, absolutely not. It's just that, you know, we're itching to go fishing. So uh, at least we got to go to Kings Park the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. We got to see the um, Blue Angels. And the Thunderbirds. And the Thunderbirds fly over. Yeah, it was nice. And everybody, you know, singing God Bless America. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That really was nice. Yeah. I tell you, we do pull together when we have to. Yeah. That's know? very true. So, Especially us fishermen. Yes. You guys the only are, thing that was missing there was there wasn't a single boat in the Long no, Island Sound. And it was sad. absolutely gorgeous out. Yeah, and I'm sad. thinking, there's fluke down there. There's bass <laughs> in there. I That's all right. It'll build up a little bit. And then you guys got a lot more to fish Yeah, for, well, you know? we got one from the surf the other day, but I'm not... I mean, Kenny got one from the surf the other day, but uh, that's not really my thing. But anyway, I tried to go to Blydenburg Park and there's like a wait list to walk in. So I'm not going anywhere this near there. It's beautiful today. First day, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. Well, look, we're going to wrap it up here. And I just want to say one thing. I'm so lucky to have such a wonderful wife that. You know, I haven't even wanted to murder her once in this quarantine. You could say the same, right, hon? I can. I can. You do have a nice wife. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, on that note, everyone stay safe out there. Uh, Let's try and let's try and open up this fishery. We need to get people fishing. Yes, please. Yes. It's bad enough that we can't work and make money. Least we could do is fish. Well, anyway, soon, happy fishing. Yeah, soon, happy fishing. That wraps it up, folks. Another show of the New York Fishing Podcast. I appreciate you all for being here once again. And I appreciate all the support that we've been getting on the show. The subscriber base is building I've got a lot more listeners than before, and I really appreciate all the feedback. Please keep on listening. Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. For those of you that don't realize it, if you own a iPhone, you can simply say, hey, Siri, play the New York Fishing Podcast, and it'll do it that simply. So please be sure to continue to support us. I really enjoy doing this podcast. I've got some great interviews coming up with scientists and, you know, things we don't normally think about uh, as fishers. So just keep up, uh, keep up the great support. I really, again, do appreciate it. Make sure and remember you're the stewards when it comes to the beaches and when it comes to our sea. So if you see garbage laying around, please pick it up. 
Obviously, do not throw it. Pick up what you can. Keep the area clean. If you see a Mylar balloon on the way out offshore, you should pick it up. I've seen tournaments now out uh, out on the West Coast. In fact, Bloody Deck's a good friend of mine. They actually have a tournament prize for the boat that brings in the most balloons. So let's continue to be the stewards of our waters and our beaches And remember, keep what you're going to eat, conserve what you can, but never feel guilty about killing a fish. It happens. The best thing in the world for the fish would be for us to not fish. Obviously, that's not what we want to do. So until next episode, thanks again. Please be sure to stop by often at the nyangler.com. We've had a number of upgrades, which we added, and we have a whole new look with a bunch of new features, which we'll, we'll be rolling out over the next few weeks. Once again, thanks. Until next time, please be safe. Thank you for listening to the New York Angler Podcast. You can find more on fishing New York waters at nyangler.com, your secret spot online.